For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Hampson's Minded, the European Prospect preview, really. Is it a preview, though? Because we have players that have been active already in their divisions and, and series and, and for their teams. Bogdan Kushnikov. Konushkov. Uh, yes. We have uh, Kostenko and Gordan. We have Wolochin, obviously. Uh, Nurmi played yesterday. And as we speak, Kapanen is playing as well. So... Uh, there is a lot of going on. Europe has started. Tomorrow I will be in Engelholm watching on Engstrom's season's um, opening game in a derby against Anton Rosegård's Malmö. Yeah. Well, Anton Rosegård's Malmö, I, I, I wouldn't call it that. I've never been a, much of a Red Hawks fan, but obviously growing up in Malmö is the local team and everything. And Especially looking at Malmo, they are like projected to be one of the bottom feeders of the league once again. So I'm hoping for them to have a better season. But Rögle is the clear favorite in that game, and and it will be a fun opener for Adam Engström with a full house in Katena Arena. Yeah, full house derby. You know, it's always pressure on when when you face a local rival. Um, it would be amazing and and. It, I think it will be the first time I see a season game in, in the new Katina Arena. Normally, I just go for the playoffs. Um, but we, we, let's start with the Russians um, and, and work our way through to, to maybe the one that we have highest hope for this year, along with a certain player that is in Canada already. Um, Bogdan Konyshukov. You know, yes. good start uh, with the Nishni Novogorod. Um, had an assist uh, in his first game and obviously had a was on pace for you know 55 games in the KHL. Mm. The interesting thing with with Bogdan is really though that he has a, a, a quite a long contract with um, uh, with Nizhny, so um, we're not looking at him to come over anytime soon. He's been given the uh, Kaprizov slash Michkov deal. Uh, to stay in Russia for as long as possible. But, you know, in this case, he's, he's a twice overager already. He was drafted now this year in the fourth round as a KHL defenseman already. Um, and he played quite well last season with 25 points in 64 games. So he's an established KHLer. And obviously, Nishni Novgorod wants to keep hold of him. And I don't know if the contract was signed ahead of the draft because then it makes even more sense for them to lock up one of their premier defensemen who's only 20 still um he was extended in in july this year yeah so so basically like uh for him it's all about grinding on for the upcoming <laughs> three years and, and perform as as good well as possible for montreal to want to bring him over hopefully hopefully 
the whole Russia situation will look better then as well. Um, let's hope for that. So, so we'll go back to somewhat of a normal uh, situation um, in regards to the whole, yeah, Russian Pi, war situation. Pi of 11, 176 um, pounds. It's not the biggest defender that we know about. Um, no, and, that's Logan Mayu. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but uh, and, and maybe David Reinbacher, he's up at yeah. Logan Mayu's uh, size yeah. as well. But it brings forward this question that, that we keep hearing about in the comments and, and we keep hearing other um, media saying you need big defenders. And, and right now he isn't that big defender. Uh, it doesn't matter. And and the, the right is there forever and, and uh because there is no KHL deal. Hmm. Uh, so and and obviously with three year contract it, it will be even longer. Uh, yeah. but interesting to follow. Um, two guys though that uh, that and, and what we should look for is really time on ice and, and getting the opportunities to play with Nishni in, in all situations, hopefully. Yeah. I don't I don't think he will get all situations just yet. But also maybe more importantly, against all teams in Russia mm. in, in KHL, not just the, the average and bottom teams, but actually against the top teams as well. Yeah. And uh, it was really nice to see him, you know, coming from just having played one season in the VHL for Diesel Penza in 21-22 and taking a, a roster spot in the KHL with Nishi Novgorod. As a rookie, um, it's not as we have spoken about with Alexander Romanov. It's not common for um, for coaches to put their trust in young defensemen in the KHL. So it's a good sign for him that he played throughout all the season, and probably he's going to be one of the guys that they rely on this year. And uh, yeah, it, it looks good at least um, coming into the season. And uh, he will be the most interesting Russian prospect to follow for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you could argue that Yegeni Volokin would be would be equally interesting. For um, sure. yeah. uh, Jurgas logo is is one for ages, just so you guys know. Mm. Uh, but MHL, good start of the season. Um, I think it was three games, ninety one point five saving percentage, yeah. a little bit high on 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 the uh, goals against. But on the other hand, it's MHL, it's the under twenty league. It is a league that is known to where where there is a lot of scoring. So I wouldn't hold it against him. I would rather look at a saving percentage than the goal against average in this case. Uh, really interesting. Same there. Montreal have their rights uh, until he decides to come over or retire, more or less. And, and therefore, it's interesting to, to let him just grow and mature in a league where, where he has all the opportunities to do so. Um, I'm a little bit more worried about Kostenko. Uh, in regards to to going back to play VHL, he was with Kulun last year. He might get a loan into another KHL team this year again. But the fact that he hasn't really stuck in the KHL means that he is on a downward trend. Yeah, he's basically back to where he was um, a year and a half ago, playing with Chimik Voskresensk, which is... Uh, uh, I'm guessing it's the uh, farm team, um, the uh, affiliate to um, Spartak Moscow, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I know that Krimki is about, you know, it's a suburb more or less now to, to yeah. Moscow. They have yeah. a really good basketball team. That's what I know about Krimki. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. No, no. So the hope was for him to to take a roster spot with Spartak Moscow because he still played the whole season, fifty two games with Kunlun Red Star last year in in, Ch- in the Chinese part of the KHL. But Kunlun isn't a very good team, so for him to get just third pairing minutes on a KHL team that's more progressive um, as Spartak Moscow would would be great. Maybe he can still, you know, with a good performance in Chimik, maybe he can move himself up. Or as you said, you know, getting a better loan deal this year. Um, he needs those KHL minutes. He's the same age as Konyushkov. Um, so he needs to play uh, at the top tier level for the Habs to s- still have an interest in him. He he is in his last year of contract as well with Spartak Moscow. So it's really a big year for him. I remember talking to his... Uh under 20 coach in in during the um, four nations in in Engelholm and and he said he was thinking the game a little bit slow um if he if he wasn't doing if he was thinking the game faster he would be with Spartak that's my perception at least and so it seems that he's still stuck in those kind of junior mistakes that he was doing at that level uh, he wasn't part of the team that that was supposed to go to uh, to uh, the World Juniors. So yeah, I'm 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 keeping him on the down low. And the fact that Alexander Gordin is still playing hockey in in the situation that Russia is in makes me happy uh, for his sake, obviously. But but it's it's interesting. There are some interesting prospects here, especially the one drafted this year with the um, and and I tend to hold. Volochin a little bit higher than, than Kunoshukov, but but it's 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 going to be a toss up. There there are different levels of their career, and and it will be easier to evaluate them after this year at least. Are you holding him higher because he's younger, um, younger, or... and and um, maybe more set to the goalie? Uh, the goalie standard of Russia is pretty high, and and you. Yeah. You you have that development system. We haven't really seen that many strong Russian defenders coming over. Uh, Alexander Romanov recently is the only one that I can think about. And, and then you have um, older Russian defenders that are still in the KHL. Um, there isn't really a developing path to become a, an NHL or out of Russian defenders yet, unless you move over early, um, which obviously is going to be a problem. Uh, second is also a little bit like, uh, you know, we've seen it with other European defenders when you look at similar size, Matthias Norlander and, and and other players that has struggled adapting to, to the to the North American game. And, and the, when when they don't get their own game going, it's tough to adjust. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, we, we, we're going to probably going to talk about that in regards to Adam Engstrom later. But but it's. It's a problem that maybe I take more serious now than I did a couple of years ago. I think it's also when you compare to Norlander, for example, being the same size, it's always difficult with the guys who who get a lot of injuries at an early age. Mm-hmm. For Konyushkov, at least, it looks like he has played a lot even before mm-hmm. drafted. So, so it looks like he has been getting those minutes, which, you know, builds him up regardless of where he's going to play his career in the future. So, um, would Norlinder have been further ahead if he wasn't derailed by injuries? I think so. I still think that he was a premier talent coming out of Mudu. Um, so, so yeah, uh, injuries can hamper a player. We we know Johnny Ikonen, for example, uh, as another example. So let's just hope for Konyushkov to play as many games as possible. And the same for Volochin and Kostenko and 
yeah, and Alexander Gordon uh, yeah. as well. And going from one defender to another, uh, yeah. Petri Nurmi having his uh, season debut yesterday. I put the gif up. It wasn't much of an, a great assist, but he kept the puck in, in inside on the power play. Uh, and and in the end, um, Hopiko scored. Uh, and and I think you know it's a good start. What was really interesting for me was he was used in both the power play and the and the box play. He played all situations. He played heavy minutes, and this is what he needs to do if he's going to come over to to the AHL next year and be able to to squeeze out a position on a stack Laval team, which I will expect yeah. it to be next year as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, since they've brought in a lot of young defensemen, Petri Nomi was kind of an afterthought, like drafting him in the seventh round. I still think that he has impressed more than expected. Um, I mean, com- coming into like being an overager, being a seventh round pick, he's, you know, he's played well for HBK and, but, but it's still an important season for him as well. As you say, like, you know, if you want to bring someone over to Laval next year or for the playoffs, it's supposed to be someone who can strengthen that team and you can see a future for them at least being, you, you know, more than just average, the average AHL or like an Otto Leskinen or someone like you want someone to have a future um, of, at least being a potential NHL call-up. Um, I don't know if Normie is there yet, but you know he, he has I, this season to prove himself. I can see him sign a, a AHL deal because I actually think he yeah. can because he's Montreal still has his rights, mm. but and and that would probably be beneficial for him and and obviously for Montreal with the contract situations and and also money wise, mm. uh, but but. It is an, an a very important um, year. It will be also interesting because I know that Liga teams do trades with each other, especially down the playoff uh, when when playoff time comes around. And I think the the fact that Nurmi is such a stable player uh, can be used in all situations. It will speak a lot of value if Hopiko isn't in the playoff run. And, and feels that they can give him that opportunity to be sent off uh, with maybe a chance of a championship. Yeah, exactly. Especially with an expiring deal as well. If they're out of the running, why not give him you know, the opportunity to, to shine in a better setting? Interestingly enough, we have Oliver Kapanen playing as an assistant uh, captain for Kalpa right now. Um I'm just scrolling through here because there was just one goal, 3-1 to Kalpa here. But so far, Kapanen hasn't been on the ice for a goal, um, which is, you know, a little bit unfortunate. We expect a lot from Kapanen this year. And it is a quite big year as well. We we He took big steps last year, a little bit in the shadows. But this time, we really want to see a coming out party from Kapanen. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, he has been on the ice for the first goal. Oh, good. So he's plus one today. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, a uh, super interesting player. Um, I still maintain that I think uh, with, you know, looking at the top 25, that he was probably a bit underrated considering his season last year and considering he, the development he has had since he was drafted. Um, kind of, you know, under the radar. Um it feels like I'm just going to repeat myself by saying big year for him as well. But 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 you know he he looks like one of the uh, one of the premier European talents uh, as a present and one of the most fun fun guys to follow this season. If you want to watch a European game, watching a game with Kalpa and Oliver Kapanen would be a pretty good choice. And I think you know you have his rights for four years. He can stay another year, but it's also the the fact that you know. Uh, you got Kapan in there, and and uh, you can bring him over, and I expect him more or less to come over yeah. to Laval next year. He is at that age where he needs to do that, and and he has served his conscription. He has done his national service, as a, in another word. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, and and you know, being giving a, a a leadership role on the team at this young age, we saw it in in the World Juniors. We just want him to to really step out of his father's shadow. It's a big yeah. shadow to step out of, but we would like to see him at least half a step outside of it. Yeah, and and we've seen Jesse Ullonen, for example, who also was a second round pick. Um, he he went, you know, his best season in the uh, in the Liga was twenty seven points uh, in 2018-2019. Um, Oliver Kapanen also had twenty seven points last year for for Kalpa. So. We've seen what Ilan can do in a Laval setting, and he's even performed quite well at the NHL level. So, if um, if Petri Nulmi is kind of an unknown when it comes to if he will be brought over and if uh, how much he actually could add to a Laval team, uh, Oliver Kapanen could for sure. I can I can imagine him coming over for a playoff push, for example, um, in Laval and having a similar impact that. Uh, an Emil Heinemann could have um, or had last season, not with all the goals, but just, uh, you know, pushing up the lineup and and being a contributor. I mean, for what we can say about Kapanen is that he is an upgraded version on 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 uh, Jan Mishak right now. Oh, uh, yeah. He maybe doesn't score, neither of them score as much, but uh, he's secure in his own end, he's strong and he's in, in, in the offensive end but it's still not on that level where we would want to see them on on a Lekkonen level in in SHL or or similar level of of former um league players he's reliable uh, i mean it, it wouldn't if owen beck doesn't pan out as a for a future third line center which we obviously hope oliver kapanen uh, would be a decent alternative to have in the system of course, of course, I'm not betting against Kapanen. No, no, no. On the contrary, I, I I bet on him, but I also think that you would want to see a little bit more of offensive output. I said that with yeah. with with Ilonen as well, that I would want to see more offensive output. They're very very skilled. They have high hockey IQ. Obviously, with the bloodline that Kapanen has, there is a lot to like. But I would like to see him score a bit more and and. Points. It doesn't have to be goals, but points. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, if he can have a 40-point season or something this year, that would be huge for him. Uh, and I think it would answer a lot of questions as well, that he can be a complete 200-foot player. Um, and then you can even, you know, 
potentially hope for him to be turn out uh turn into something more than a bottom six forward in the NHL in the future. One player that we sort of bypass is obviously going to be David Reinbacher, who is with Montreal at the moment. Mm. I still have a hunch that he will go back. Uh, I, I hope he does, because I want to go to Switzerland this winter to watch some high-quality hockey, because Nacional Liga is a really, really strong league. However, right now we don't know where Winton's Roarer will play. He went over, bet on himself to go back to his youth team, uh, Sirius Lions, but right now he's listed with the Sirius Lions, with the Sirius Lions under 20, and with the uh, development team, the Kuchnacht, Kuchnacht Lions. Yeah. My yeah. German, I apologize, I'm sorry. This was something that Thomas Rost spoke about in, in a podcast that he more or less pre-recorded for us um, during the top 25, under 25. Um, obviously, Sirius has brought in Big name players, big name forwards, late in the in the preseason, and they are going for a championship that they need to win in many ways, and that's the the, the feeling in series after a couple of years with Richard Grönborg, who hasn't really succeeded with the team and with the kind of hockey that is played in Switzerland, um, which also I think bans him from future NHL career. Um, but Vincent Rohrer. He will play in in a good league, um, and I rather see him play in the Swiss league than in the under twenty league in Switzerland, though, because the the second division, the Swiss league, is a lot better than the under twenty league. Oh, for sure, for sure. But it's the same as you know, playing the VHL in um, in uh, in Russia is better than playing the MHL because you still at least get to play those senior game minutes with uh, a couple of savvy veterans and learn from them. Uh, but, you know, we were just looking up um, at the elite prospects profile for C CSC Lions, um, and they have 19 forwards um, as it looks right now. Obviously, a lot of those, well, at least six of those will be sent down to the affiliate in, to play in the second tier. And Vincent Rohrer is the youngest of them. So he has a two-year contract. It's possible that they think that he's going to start the season in the Swiss League and, and work himself up from there. I, I think that he would get, will get a few chances. I, I don't think that he would come back without some kind of promise that he's going to get integrated into the uh, Liga. But, you know, uh, maybe it won't happen in October, maybe it will happen towards the end of the season, getting a few games here and there, or maybe it will even happen next year. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that Rohrer, um, if he looks like he did at Ottawa, he has a lot to add. Um, just feisty player, you can put him anywhere in the lineup and he will add something. Um, it, an irritating, annoying player for uh, for opponents to face. So uh, once again, like coming from the OHL, he he will need to get minutes. If if that is in the uh, if he can get a big role in the Swiss league to start off the season, maybe that's not too bad. I think the the fact would the two things that obviously speaks for two Roars' chances of playing in uh, Nationalliga, and it's it's the fact that he ha holds a Swiss license because he played youth hockey in Switzerland yeah. uh, before, and second uh, injuries. Uh, we're not going to sit here and wish anyone getting injured but injuries will happen over a season and that speaks to to the chance for Winton's roar because even if it's a foreign player he will be able to get into the team 
because of a Swiss license. So so it's it's all good in that regard. Uh, it will be interesting to follow. Obviously, we will have Thomas on to to speak more about Vincenz. We will probably have Thomas on to speak more about David Reinbacher as well. Hopefully, but, yeah. But but <laughs> that's where we are. Um, it's a, it's a little bit fun, just though. Like he he will get the chance to learn about the Montreal Canadiens from two former Canadian players in Sven Andrigetto and Yannick Weber. Philip Eriksson has scored against minor opponents in the Champions Hockey League, uh, one Norwegian team and one Danish team. But what impressed me a lot was his fast shot, both goals coming more or less from the same angle in the same situation, a quick turnover and, and a quick attack. And from relatively in close from the home plate area, he scores high on the glove side. Really, really sharp shot. He will get opportunities with Vecher Lakers and it will be a player to follow down the line. Um, I wasn't as impressed with him in, in the Five Nations under-20 tournament, but there is a lot to build on, and Sweden didn't really have a good tournament overall. Some of my friends from Czechia was wondering if what has happened with the Swedish development system, but but it was a team, a lot of team, a lot of players were home in Sweden in order to participate in different tournaments and, and building up for the season as well. I think it was important for Philip to get those kind of minutes, but he was moved from the first line to the third line over the tournament. We wish he gets to, to the World Juniors, but it's not sure. No, there's a, a lot of competitive... Well, there's a lot of competition to get on the Swedish team. Um, and, you know, with Philip being injured a lot previously, um, this will be his first season being hopefully a part of the uh, Vekwa main team. Um, and, you know, if he continues his development the right way, he can be an outsider, uh, a kind of joker uh, to get into the... Um, to the um, Senior Swedish... team. No, but I was thinking to, into the Swedish Other team junior. for World Juniors. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, you know, there, there are a lot of players who have high draft pedigree and have performed really well for, for a couple of years. So, And there is also quite a few players in North America that will want to go back home and play the World Juniors in front of a whole crowd. Oh, for uh, sure. So, so there is that. And if they don't make it into the NHL teams, they will be solid locks into a Swedish team that will... At least try to go for gold, even if we don't hold our breaths. The, in, the most interesting prospect, most likely over the season, will uh, unless David Reinbacher comes back, because then he will take over completely. We all know that is Adam Engstrom in Rögle. Really, really big year last year. Can he follow this up? Will he get into a sophomore slump? What is your take on this, Anton? I think that it has started out well for him. I think that uh, Rögle has shown that he is going to be uh, one one of their you know, premier setup man, setup man as a defenseman. I think that he can. Uh, he he seems like a confident guy. He seems like he has a lot of both ability and uh, belief in himself. I think that as long as he stays healthy, he can be uh, a real a real surprise for because even if we have talked about him a lot and we hear these glowing reviews from you know coaches and, and media that that you've spoken to. I still think that he remains a relative unknown to the Swedish hockey audience, for example. And I think that he can really have a breakthrough season this year with bigger role and bigger minutes. One of our guests at the end of the season was Sonny Lindström uh, for Express and the one of the premier Swedish papers. Sonny Lindström, he's spoken very highly about Engström all through the preseason. 
and we hope to get back on the pod. But we've spoken about it before, and let's speak about it again. Is this a new Matthias Norlinder? What should we say? Roller coaster ride for Montreal Canadian fans? Like I, I don't think so. Well, it's I don't I don't want to give Montreal fans too too much hope for, and and then they will just never believe anything come out coming out of Sweden ever again after Magnus Nygren and and Matthias Norlander. But well, let's 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 at least remember Peter Popovich. Come on. <laughs> well, that's too old for me. I just remember Peter Popovich as a coach. That's it. Christian Follin is the most successful <laughs> Swedish defenseman to play in Montreal during the uh, last Well, at years. least you didn't say uh, Douglas Murray. Oh, well, Douglas Murray is a key chapter of his own, isn't he? Uh, no, no, but I think that Adam Engstrom has a lot. Like, when it comes to being a top four defenseman who you can rely on in, in any situation, he has a lot more a lot more pedigree than, than Norlinder, who is that kind of... Norlinder has more of a boom or bust, you know, playing style uh he's he's remarkable when he gets space and when he can skate up the ice and you know in a way that lane hudson has done in the um in the ncaa for example he's he's remarkable in the transition game but it's difficult to get the ability to do that on a smaller surface in in north america so autumn Engstrom is just he's He's maybe not as flashy. There, there won't be as many highlight reels that it was with Matthias Norlinder in Modo and Förlunda. But I think that he will add more in regards to just overall assists and you know being able to play those 20-22 minutes when when needed. He can add something on the penalty kill, on the power play. He has a sneakily good shot. You know, he he has a lot, a lot of things that works well for him. And and obviously, Adam Engstrom was drafted in his draft year. Uh, Norlinder yeah. was was an overager, and he was playing in hockey Alsenskan uh, at the time of when he was breaking through into Montreal Canadian fans' heads. Whereas Engstrom is is at higher level already than Norlinder was. So I think it speaks for for the quality of of Adam Engstrom. You mentioned his overall play. Let's also be honest. When you and I watched the the regular game last season, the regular season game, he was atrocious. I think he yeah, had two that, turnovers that in in his own zone, which caused goals. Mm-hmm. On the on the other hand, Felix Nielsen was the best player on the ice for Rugla, and he was just drafted this year. All the other pros were were not. Yeah, obviously, as a young player playing his first year in the in the main men's league in Sweden there will be uh, growing pains. And we happen to watch one of those growing pain games. What's important is that um, his coach, uh, Cam Abbott, didn't, uh, you know, didn't hesitate to throw him out there again. And that's Well, he didn't have any options because the whole team was crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they were underperforming last year. But but Mm. it's still, you know, you, you can... As as a team like Dougla, who has a, a bit of cash to spend, they they could have gone out and just added a bunch of older players and just relied on them to carry them through the season. They didn't do that. They they relied on on a couple of younger guys who who will be important for them in the future, like Felix Nilsson, like Autumn Engstrom, and and that's that tells you a lot about the coaching staff as well. That they want to develop younger players and they want to give them opportunity to succeed and become better. You've been listening to Habs and Mind. You've been listening to to Adam Engstrom. Wow, I just promoted you, Anton. Um, You've been listening to Anton Rasegård and Patrick Bexel. Thank you so much. 
The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.